What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian. I'm here with my brother, Brooklyn. What's going on, buddy? Yo, yo, yo. What's poppin', bro? It's, uh, you know, another day. We got the NBA back. If you didn't check yes, out our sir. last week's episode of our NBA preview, go check that out. NBA is fully back now. We got a shortened season. We got the playoffs for the NFL rolling around. We got some other news sprinkled in. We got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. Football, basketball. We got some baseball, too. This dropped last night just randomly while we were sleeping. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Go ahead, ahead, drop it for the people real quick. So the San Diego Padres, who towards the end of last season made a lot of moves at the deadline to try and make that push continue that trend and trade for former Cy Young winner and pitcher in the World Series this year, Blake Snell. So the the Mm -hmm. Padres go get Snell, pretty much solidifying their pitching staff for the most part. They trade a bunch of prospects over to the Rays, including probably headlined by Luis Patino, who's a pretty good prospect in his own right, and he's a starter himself, and I think he's going to be really good in this league one of these days. Yeah. But... This is the Rays kind of saying, "Yep, we made it, and that's it. That's all, folks. We're gonna give yeah, we're, up we're happy everybody with that. now." It's terrible, man. Cause it's so bad. They had the foundation. Keep on building on it, but instead of yeah. that, you lose in the World Series and you blow it up. Well, and they're not even blowing it up is the thing, but they got rid of their two best pitchers on the staff and, and on for a, a team that, that relies heavily on their pitching. Yeah. In a sense, they blew it up. <laughs> yeah. And they're two best playoff pitchers, too. Exactly. So now the Padres' starting rotation is going to be Chris Paddock, Mike Clevenger, Blake Snell, Denilson Lamette, and then Zach Davies. That's a five right there. Yeah. That, that's it, a it's, nice it's a really starting good. five. It's it's a it's a really good Yeah. I agree. And you know, Blake Snell is one he was on like a pitching kind of limit, weird little thing, getting back to health this year. He'll likely be off of, off of that coming into next season. Yeah, without a doubt. And then hopefully Clevenger's healthy. So the they got a lot going on over there and they're gonna be looking to challenge the world champ Dodgers to win that that NL West, and they're they're certainly going to be in the mix. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, and the Padres just keep on getting better and better. The, their core is great, and Blake Snell is a big uh, MLB The Show guy, so he's right there with San Diego Studios. So should be getting some collabs over there with that. Yeah, I mean that's going to be really fun. Yeah, um, and and good for Snell. He he goes to a team that like is actually willing to like want him and pay for him, and that's really all you want as like a sports player, just to be like desired. Absolutely. <laughs> and it never feels like the Rays actually want you. They just chew you up and spit you out when they're done, and don't want to pay you. Yeah, man, so. it's tough. It's really tough. And then I've also heard news that now that Snell's gone, Kevin Kiermeyer is likely going to be on the trade block, and it's just like, what are you doing over here? Like, do you, did you guys not enjoy being in the postseason and fighting for a World Series? Like, was Game Four's fiasco not good enough for you? Like, was that it? Yeah, yeah. You're just content. That's it. Just a little taste. Go I, I don't know. I, I can't wrap my head around <laughs> being an organization and just 
not trying to get back to where you were. Yeah, it's strange. It's certainly strange, but it's all right. Um, look out for the Padres next year. Yeah. Still look out for the Rays, but to what extent, I don't really know. Um, I, I don't even know if we can say that, but who knows? Yeah, I don't really they're, know. They're spunky, so maybe they get some weird analytics player who's just raw. So shout out Moneyball. Shout out Moneyball. Um, in other news, the NBA has started back up this week. Uh, the spectators actually got to go to the first game out in Tampa. We're, we're probably going to have a video of our little experience there out sometime this week or next week. Probably next week. And um, so you guys can kind of see what we did over there and had a little bit of fun out in the, the Lightning's uh, hockey rink. But we're playing, watching Toronto basketball. Which is yeah, it, it was fun. I had a good time. It was a good time. So we we got to see their opening day. They played the Pelicans. Um, Obviously, we've had opening day all weekend. We had the Christmas games, which were not very competitive at all. Straight blowouts Uh, all day. Straight blowouts. The whole day. The whole Christmas spirit got ruined. It was tough. And then we've had some, like, really interesting stuff to happen. The whole Harden debacle where he got, may or may not have been caught at a strip club (laughs) to his standard but certainly a strip club and so the team winds up not playing for a game they're only one game played while others are like three or four um then you have just like random buzzer beaters from guys like damian lee yeah, you got terry rosier dunking on kd <laughs> yeah man scary terry came to play last night that, that was wild i felt disrespected yeah, as, as you probably should have. And I'm sure and as KD did. As as certainly KD did. That was not very <laughs> not very cash money of him. Nah. Then you have like the Cavaliers who are three and O. Yeah, they're three <laughs> and what? O, which is crazy. I don't know why, but they're three and O. Um what's his name? Um Colin Sexton is like averaging like 26 points a game through three games that's really cool to see a young guy that's like it took him a couple years to kind of find his footing but he's starting to and that's really exciting i really like colin sexton yeah i I really liked him out out of alabama that was a tongue twister (laughs) and again it just took a couple years to kind of find that footing because he was kind of thrown into a not so great situation where he had to be more than he was right away yeah like it, it's really like, tough getting thrown to Cleveland of all places, At, like especially just post, post LeBron. LeBron. That's the issue. Cleveland. Just immediately post. Just LeBron an is, apocalyptic is wasteland at that point. Yeah. Now you just have to go and fend for yourself, and it, it's tough. So, shout out to all the ones who are able to weather that storm. Yeah. Also, shout out to the to this new NBA thing this year where there's a lot of double headers going on. And by double header, I mean like back to back games, but in the same city. Yeah. And so we saw that a lot this weekend where like the Orlando Magic played the Wizards back to back days. We saw the Kings and the Suns do the same thing. Um, I want to say we saw the um, Spurs and the Raptors do the same thing. And it's kind of like a cool little thing. You're trying to minimize travel a little bit. Yeah, and if uh, still get these games in. Yeah, and if it's not the same team, like I know the Pelicans, they started in Tampa, they go to Miami to play, 
Same thing with the Mavericks. They had the Lakers. Then they end up blowing the Clippers out by 50 the day after. 50. <laughs> the Clippers The Clippers were down at the half 77 to 20-something. To 27. Excuse me? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You lose a game by 51. How? How? What? How? It's Sway? not just how? how either. It's like... You're, this is a grown it's, it's more basketball why. team that has championship aspirations, and you don't have Kawhi Leonard for the game. That's fine. He's your best player, but maybe you don't expect to win the game. But you gotta go in. Yeah, maybe, maybe you lose by ten. Maybe even twenty. Maybe you lose by twenty. Fifty. Come on, dog. Fifty. Like you still got pandemic P over there. Like I, I know in, it's a drought, in, but come he's on. He's in postseason form right now, too, let me tell you. Come on, man. That That's yeah, that tough. Was, and the, the crazy, crazy part is Luka wasn't even, like, balling out in this game. This was kind of just one of those the Clippers just weren't there. Yeah. They didn't show up. They left their shoes in the locker room. Didn't go back and get them. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. And mm-hmm. at that moment, they, they knew it. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> they knew it. But yeah, that that's just I, I, it's tough to go out like that. Yeah, I also want to shout out the uh, the Sacramento Kings. This is probably the only positive thing I'll say about them all year. Mm. Um, besides the fact that they're two and one, which is cool. Shout uh, out! They they're the first team to beat the Phoenix Suns since March tenth. Man, so that's now wild. is that because of <laughs> March eleventh the world stopped and then? Is it because of that? Who's to say? No, but, no, I don't think so. I think the Suns are great. I, I don't. Who? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think they're great. I don't think so. I think the Suns are the best team of all time. Um, wait, what? I, I heard it. You guys hear it? <laughs> yeah. So shout out to the Kings for doing something nobody else could do. All nine teams before them couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big accomplishment. It certainly is, and it's definitely one to put in the rafters over there in Sacramento. At least they got something. <laughs> you you got to put some decor out there, right? It's like what the Knicks do <laughs> on uh, Twitter. Anytime there's any semi-big moment, they just hang up the Throw rafters. name up there. Yeah. <laughs> but beat the Bucks by 20, put it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to point out that the Celtics are not over 500. I want that to be known. I'm not going to talk too much about it. I just want that to be known. Noted. That's it. It's three games in, so it doesn't mean anything. But I want it to be out there in the the stretch. They they would be 0-3 if Giannis could hit free throws. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Speaking of Giannis... um, Washed? Question mark. Is Giannis bad? Three games into the season, I'll say it. <laughs> I mean, he got outplayed by Julius Randle in this game on Sunday, so that's about that's that's the tweet that gets sent out, and that's the one you're gonna have to see, and you're gonna have to deal with that one for a, you, for a you little while. You gotta deal with it because the the Knicks go and beat Milwaukee, uh, one thirty to one ten, and. To pull even with Milwaukee for the same positioning in the East. Yeah, and, it's um, yeah, that's not good. It's not good because the Knicks stink, as as we've seen clearly. 
Shout out. Very clearly seen. <laughs> but I do want to I do want to shout out a lot of like these younger guys who are having like really good seasons so far. Again, the Rockets have only played one game, but Christian Wood had a phenomenal game one. Uh, Trey Young has been pro. I mean, through three games, granted, and mind you, but it's been the MVP through three games. <laughs> Uh, John Morant's been playing out of his mind, except when he has to guard Trey Young. Yeah, shout out to Trey and Job, both sitting at 36 points a game right now. So, and that, that's like a big step up for both of them, which is crazy. Oh yeah, to start the season like that. I mean, obviously they were both electric last year. Jaw's in his second year, Trey's in his third, and we knew that Trey was going to take a step. I mean, I said I thought he was going to be MVP before the season started, but Jaw making as big of a jump as he is or yeah as he is is kind of crazy to me not too surprising for me but but here too big shout out they're they're superstars bro you you can't be too surprised when like you could tell that somebody's a superstar coming right into the league like it's not surprising at all it's it's crazy when you get that feeling like right away, like you see. Yeah, you should look at them and it's like, like bro, he he's gonna be raw. This guy got it. He's gonna be raw. And, and then we they... certainly have not seen that yet with any of these current rookies outside of Anthony Edwards, who has become like a Twitter sensation the last. Bro, he's hilarious. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I've been All cracking these up seeing are, these videos. They've been taken up from him over like the the course of the last year, kind of servicing and. That's cool. That's good for his brand. Happy for him. He also signed with Adidas the other day, so that's a, shout out a good that. pickup for them. Big shout out to and that. And I think Jamal Murray signed with uh, New Balance also, which is a really cool. big uh, co-guy for Kawhi over there at New Balance. Yeah. Start the New they're, Balance they're family. It, it's cool to see New Balance and like Puma doing cool things in basketball again. Because they, they certainly were at one point and then kind of took a... Yeah, it's good to I'll start getting absence. these other brands have recognition within the league. Yeah. Because it's cool to see Adidas, Nike, Jordan. Cool. But now we're starting to get everybody else, and it just adds variety throughout the league. And just to have players be able to express themselves even more with shoes, like everybody likes to do. So it's dope. Shoe game going to go crazy. Especially with like diversity and it, it, it's just cool. Yeah, it really is. I'm and here and for when it. you got more players in the game like that, there's more money to be had because now you're outbidding each other. Yeah. So if Nike Absolutely. really wants you, they gonna get you. And even just for the common fan who likes the player basketball shoes, like if you're not a fan of Nike or just anything like that, and now Puma's coming like that and New Balance, yeah, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. I'll rock those. And now you got a new fan. So it works out both ways. It's dope. It certainly does. It absolutely does. Uh, Before we're done with our basketball talk, are there any games this week that you're looking forward to? Like, specifically? Uh, Let me take a look at that real quick. I haven't really looked, but... Yeah, you know, um, there's not a whole lot, but I am looking forward to this Miami-Milwaukee game coming up on Wednesday, I believe. Just Eastern Conference final rematch. Milwaukee is not playing their best basketball right now. Miami's kind of this there. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a televised game. Yeah. And then I'm also like really, really excited for the like some of these lesser games. 
like Portland, Golden State. I kind of want to see like who's actually good <laughs> with like these lesser teams. Like today, you have Memphis, Brooklyn, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. And I think Memphis is kind of coming into a good situation going against Brooklyn because it's their third game straight. So if there's ever a day to come get them, today's the day. Oh, uh, Portland, L.A. tonight's going to be pretty interesting. Get a little rematch from the playoffs. Yeah, playoff rematch and a healthier Blazers, but a better Lakers. So it's kind of tough. But, um, yeah, that's going to be cool, too. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's constantly good games on. That, that's just, the thing. Trying trying to just pick one is impossible. Well, we gotta. The thing is, I'm trying. I want to see some games that are really gonna actually like shape how these standings are looking. So like Boston, Indiana is gonna be a good one. Yeah, I'm interested. Just kind of differentiating who's actually for real. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Indiana forms into this year because we we talked about it on our preview episode. We're just not sure. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're At not all. sure. I mean, so. Sabonis has been playing really, really well the last couple of days. That's yeah. pretty cool. But, but yeah. we we fresh right now. We got seventy two games. Yep. So. Yep, yep, yep. So we're gonna move to the NFL because this was a very weird weekend in the NFL. Uh, we had games on Friday. We had three games on Saturday. No Thursday night football. A bunch weird. of games on Sunday because everybody's playing. And then we have one game left coming up later today. So we got a good little chunk to talk about. And that's Bill's Patriots, too. So that's definitely a, a game to look out for. Uh, just for seeding, the Bills are really going to want to win that to try and get that two seed out of uh, from Pittsburgh, who have just absolutely squandered everything they've worked all season for this last <laughs> couple of weeks. Yeah. But we're going to start with the Friday game. Alvin Kamara just goes absolutely insane ties an nfl record six touchdowns was he spoon fed some of these touchdowns strictly to try and get this record who's to say hey when when you get 155 yards and six touchdowns you're getting spoon fed (laughs) exactly and so you know it was a little weird seeing two minutes left and you're up like 14 and you're rushing the ball to try and get touchdowns (laughs) at the end there when you're like trying to win a super bowl i'm not mad at it though go go ahead and i'm not mad at it either but in three weeks if something comes out about alvin being hurt i would just not be shocked or yeah somebody getting hurt that they shouldn't have because of late in the vikings game they decided let's run up the score they they needed to get their pride with the vikings so that that's probably what it was too and I'm sure this regular season game when the Vikings were already eliminated and they already had the playoffs clinched really got their pride back. I'm sure that helped tremendously. I, I'm, I'm sure it did. Because <laughs> they, they've I been traumatized. I was Beat them when it matters. <laughs> they, they've been traumatized. So any little bit helps. I'm, I'm not mad pain, at it. Go away. <laughs> go run your yeah, thing. Well, and then the next game we get too. Like That's Friday night. That's Christmas Day. And then the day after Christmas, we get Bucks Lions, and just Tom Brady absolutely just punches everything the Lions have owned ever, just right in the face, bro. <laughs> and this gets the Bucks their first playoff berth since 2007. Yeah, so 13 years, and the Bucks are finally back into the playoffs. Shout out to Tom Brady for that. Also, statistically, the best 
Bucks quarterback season of all time from Tom. Very shout cool. out. I think it was Big like yards out. and completions and touchdowns. It was like something stupid. Or not touchdowns, but everything else besides touchdowns. Pretty cool. Yeah, but 47 and he to played, 7, and he, he's he out played, of the game by the third quarter. That's what, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm about to say. He was he played half this game. He went yeah. 22 for 27, played half the game, 348 and four touchdowns. Insane. Insane. And we, we've been saying since week one, it, week by week, the Bucks are just going to get better and better as they get chemistry. Everything's going to start clicking with them. And what a way in week 16 to have a game like this. I Even against the Lions still. To put up 47 points a week before the season's over. You're, you're looking like a well-oiled machine going into the playoffs. Yeah, certainly a well-oiled machine. And that's pretty pretty exciting. They've definitely been clicking the last couple of games. After they kind of looked shoddy. I think they were, what, 7-5? and five? They yeah. rattle off three straight, looking at 10-5. and five. Realistically... If they could have beaten the Saints earlier in the season, they'd be fighting for a chance to win the division. But they could end up with the same record as the Saints to end this, and that would just feel kind of odd for how, like, different those two teams' seasons have felt. Agreed. Agreed. Um, And then we got the Dolphins and the Raider game. What a game that was. Fitz magic. What more can you say? I don't say? know. If you didn't see the end of this game the last, like, three minutes, just pause this. Come back to it. You better come back. Yeah, you, you better come back. <laughs> you better come back. Pause this. Go to YouTube. Watch the last three minutes or just the end of this Dolphins-Raiders game. It's bananas. Yeah, Absolutely man. bananas. Uh, Gruden just Patrick becomes a dingus pingus and tries to big brain the world and it just instantly comes back to hurt him. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws a 40-yard pass with his head in the dirt. His neck doing the, some chiropractor treatment mid-throw. I don't understand how he got that much air on that ball. When Not he just was just the being air, but he's getting ball. pulled in a different direction. And but he yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pretty like, you're much where pulled. he wanted it. Bro, that pass was right on the money. <laughs> it was right on the money. It was, I mean, it was obviously a little bit behind. And it, it was blown to coverage, too. But yeah, still. So it's like a lot of things went right in this play. But a lot of things just were there that shouldn't have let it go right. Yeah. And, and it it's funny that the Raiders probably could have at least tied this game had their kicker not missed an extra point after the Aguilar touchdown. But he did. And so they wind up going up two. Dolphins get that play, the face mask, 15 yards up. Now they're in field goal range. And GG, Dolphins officially eliminate the Vegas Raiders in their first season in Vegas in just a show tune style, as, as Vegas as it gets, <laughs> um, escorting their way out. Now, one thing I saw about the Dolphins, which is just incredible, they secure the five seed in the playoffs, right? They got third pick in the draft. Shout out to Houston. Shout out to Houston. Now, is it the third pick? I feel it's like it's... A, it's the third pick. I, I just saw it really? a while ago. Third pick. Houston's that bad? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, it's, I believe... not, it's not. It's the fourth pick right now. It's the fourth pick. It's the fourth pick right now? Yeah, yeah. Because the, uh, the Falcons are the third at the moment. 
Okay. Well, I saw three. So what, yeah. whatever I saw, they lied to me. I mean, they all have the but, same record. There's there's th- th- man, four, two teams at the same record, four and 11, them and the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I assume that the Falcons, if they both lose, wind up getting the three because that's kind of how they're, they're slated at the moment. Um, well, either way, top five really pick, your 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 fifth seed in the playoffs. That that's just a recipe to keep building. If I've ever seen one, yeah, like that is incredible. Well, because here's what's gonna happen: say they get that third pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually feel bad that the Bengals wound up winning this week because they they really kind of kicked themselves in the foot. They really need offensive linemen. And uh, Penny Sewell is probably going to be the third guy taken off the board. He was looking ripe for the Bengals, and now they're going to have to figure it out an O-line thing just because of this this win. Mm-hmm. But either of those teams, so Atlanta or the Dolphins, are going to wind up getting Sewell, and he is widely regarded as the best, if not or like the best or second best O-lineman in the last like decade to come through the draft. Really? And so... That's the guy you're going to be taking at the three pick as the Dolphins, potentially, as they make a playoff run. It's nuts. It's really nuts. The, imagine you make a playoff run. Say they win next week. They're 11-5 and five on a year they weren't supposed to be good. And they get the best O-lineman in the draft in the last decade. And they get to make a playoff run. Now they come back, get an O-lineman, which is probably the weakest part of this team right now outside of skills position players. Yeah. And then they have their own first round pick as well, so they can then go and get a wide receiver in the first round or a running back or a tight end or whatever they want because they already got the guy they're here for. No, that's a fact. I mean, I've I've talked to our buddy Nick, uh shout out to Nick Robles cuz he's a big dolphin guy and um we've talked about it and we've said it on air too. I really really think that the Dolphins have the best ownership and the best coaching in the league and I don't think it's particularly close. They they're great. And I, I would I've say like the Saints are up the there. You know, the year that the the Dolphins are a team to not sleep on. They could very much be good if everything goes together. And yeah, I thought we they are. were going to need one more year. I really did. Uh clearly they don't. No. But uh you know, good good for them. I'm I'm happy to see uh Miami finally making a move, especially with the Patriots kind of down bad now. It's it's a good time to do that. Yeah, seeing the Dolphins and the Bills at the top of the AFC East is just wild. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. <laughs> it's so wild because in our lifetime, we, <laughs> we've we barely seen it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's happened like once. We've barely um, seen it. <laughs> another interesting game that happened this weekend, kind of going off the back of what we just talked about, the uh, the Chiefs really struggled against the worst defense in the league, Atlanta Falcons. Kind of interesting. It, it should have went to OT. Young Koku, yeah. I think, made 27, 28 consecutive field goals. And he, and he just doesn't. He shanks it. Maybe they whispered so, in his ear not to make it. Possibly. But, I mean, it, it wasn't going to be a loss or a win either way. You go to OT, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, they, the Chiefs, I don't know. They, they've been struggling in a decent amount of games that they just shouldn't. Yeah, but they're getting their wins, and they're 14-1. And then, you know, talking about the Chiefs, they have the best quarterback in the league. They have the best tight end in the league. Yeah. They have the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. 
and the honey badger is like <laughs> third in interceptions. Yeah, so Tyron's I'm not, dope. I'm not worried about them at all. No, nah, when it comes to playoff honestly. time, they'll they'll do what they need to do. But it is uh, interesting how much they have struggled in situations where they just shouldn't. Yeah, and struggling is obviously like subjective term since they're still fourteen and one, and their only <laughs> loss came like week two to the Raiders. So, yeah. Um, another interesting. There's there's like three more I'm kind of interested in. Uh, the Colts blow a 14 point lead over the over the Steelers. Actually, it was more than that. It was 17, and they wind up blowing that game by only scoring a field goal in the second half. Pretty stinky, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, but are a really good bounce back a, for the Steelers in that second half. Are we so. ready for a first round? get bounced out of the playoffs by Pittsburgh. Yes. Cause I I have no faith in this team. I mean they won this game, but it was a really misco mishandled game towards the end there by the Colts. Yeah. I do think the Colts are still a better team. Uh the Steelers are twelve and three, so they're gonna get their home field advantage. They don't get the bye. I think they're gonna wind up being the two seed or the three seed depending on who wins this Buffalo game tonight. That's going to be interesting. Uh, the Bears blow out the Jaguars. Le- this is less about the Bears winning and more of the Bears are actually playing offense the last like three, four weeks. And they were sitting at five and seven after losing like six straight games. And now they've won three straight and they hold their own destiny in the playoffs now. It's crazy. Yeah, the Bears season has just been so streaky. Because they start they win, out winning. They win three in a row. Or, no, they win five in a row. Five then in a row. They lose six. And now here or they, they are They lose seven. Now they win three. Like, excuse me? What is going on over there? Yeah, they, they're putting something really know, in that wind over there in the Windy City. Uh, I don't know. The, yeah, I think Mitch Trubisky's figuring it out. Uh, they're, they're fig- <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like, say it. Because that's not true. But like, they're figuring out a way to move the ball and like play offense. Yeah. I mean, and shout out. If there's ever a time to do it, now's the time. So if, Yeah, end of the season, make a push. Yeah. <laughs> will, will there be pushing? Who knows? But, hey. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, at, at least you try, right? Pay <laughs> for effort. That's all that matters. All that um, matters. Jets win. Baker Mayfield stinks. Next game. <laughs> I don't know why the Jets won, but it didn't really matter. Like, uh, the Eagles were up on the Cowboys, I believe, like 17-3, and they ended up losing 37-17. 17, I'm sorry. On yeah. its head. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what well, happened there. I also want to point out, while talking about Dallas, I want to throw some slander in there because I love, I love slander. Alvin Kamara had more touchdowns on Friday than Zeke has had all season. Mm. I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm. So, Mm-mm-mm. whatever that means to you, as the audience, whatever that means to you, it means to me. Uh, all our Cowboy fans, I know we got a couple out there. Mm. Mm. And you you know who you are. We're going to talk to you later. You know who you are. <laughs> Biting your lip right now, probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's tough. Yeah. You got anything that, else besides this uh, Bills-Patriots game? Um... Packers roll over the Titans. 
when I thought Derrick yeah, Henry Derek was going to have a just field day in the, in the snow. I actually blamed you for that. I saw your tweet right before the game saying Derrick Henry's going to have a field day in the snow, and it in fact turned out he had a field day, but he broke his leg. So he couldn't go play with the other kids at field day. He didn't actually break his leg. This is strictly a metaphor. <laughs> you scared me for a second. I was like, wait, wait, no, no, wait no, a minute. No. <laughs> Did I miss something? Strictly a <laughs> Did I turn the game off too early? No, but just well, think when happened? you were – or I guess break your legs the wrong uh, way. <laughs> Remember when you were a kid and you had field day, but, like, you were messing around at lunch earlier that week, so now they're not going to let you do field day? I never had field day in school, so <laughs> – he was deprived. It's because in New York they don't have grass. There's no field. I, I don't know what this field day they is played, that you played, speak of. They played sewer ball. With they played with the Ninja Turtles in the sewers. We, we, we were just allowed to go out there and lunch for like 15 minutes and have a great day. Go back inside. Never had field day? I mean field trips i think we that's i think we that's had as that fieldy burns. as it gets yeah I, I was only at burns for about five quarters worth of school so gotcha interesting yeah interesting well he did not have a field day he got stuffed <laughs> and it's weird because like tennessee was looking so good defensively and offensively and then they just do neither of those things again we've said it a million times nfl is the weirdest league in the world because this game happens where it's 40 to 14 and tennessee's probably going to come out next week and beat the texans like 62 to 7 and it's just like what happened (laughs) where where's the flavor (laughs) or like the bears five and oh 0-7, 3-0. 0-7, Like, what's going on? Yeah, that, that just makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. Because, like, pick one. Do you want to be bad or do you want to be good? And they they just flip a coin every week and... <laughs> Tails never fails, I guess. So, it, it's tough fails. out here. But week 17, we're we're in for some interesting scenarios going on. Yeah, there's a lot of intrigue. In the, I know in the NFC, it's really a three-team race at this point. Tampa's pretty much got it locked up. Um, not like officially, but like officially. I think they are, actually. Yeah, they did, they did make the playoffs. Yeah, they, they, they have the playoff berth. Yeah, so they made the playoffs. So it's really coming between Chicago, Arizona, and L.A. And L.A., they looked like they had it locked down for a while. And then they had a little skid in these last couple of games. So pretty much what's going to happen here for the Bears, if you win, you're in. It's that simple. For the Rams, you win, you're in. It's that simple. And for the Cardinals, if you win, you're in. It's that simple. Yep. Now, now there's like some seeding things that kind of go on. If the Cardinals win and the Bears lose, then both the Cardinals and the Rams get in. But if like the Rams win, then the Cardinals get kicked out. It, it's a whole like debacle. But it's yeah, those it, three teams kind of fighting, and I'm a little concerned, only a little bit because I'm not sure if Green Bay is actually gonna try. But I think if Green Bay has any recollection of, like, things that have happened in the past, Green Bay's one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers is off the back of the Bears not playing hard against them in Week 17, letting them in the playoffs, (laughs) and then the Packers then beating the Bears in the playoffs. Amazing. So if there's any, like, 
History does like question. Repeat itself. <laughs> Don't let the team that you're playing get in. Just kill them there. That's the way I like to think of Week 17. Well, Week 17 also has the the grand finale to our favorite segment on the spectators and the best division in the NFL. Let's go. NFC East, baby. We got a three-team race. Washington, they get in if they win. They're the NFC Washington East Washington wins, they win the division. That easy. Now, if the oh. Cowboys could win and, and Washington loses, they're the NFC East champs. But we also got the New York football giants over there. If they win and Washington loses, they're the champs. I also want it to be known that if Washington loses and the Giants and the Cowboys tie, Dallas gets in. You got to throw the tie options in there. You do got to throw the tie options. So the the NFC East just continues to be electric all year long. The whole year. Showtime, baby. You love it. Like, I don't know if we had a division leader for more than two weeks in a row. It's just been flipping and flopping all over the place. Yes, sir. So, it's going to be interesting. Keep an eye out for those NFC East games. Don't don't just turn them off when you see them. Keep an eye out for them. It's nice to see that, at best, the winner of this division could be 7-9. and (laughs) At best. Yeah. And at worst, it was looking rough. (laughs) Yeah. It was looking real rough. But, hey, win win your game and get in. That's That's all you can ask for from Washington. Especially after this today they cut Dwayne Haskins because of all his shenanigans and first of all the lack of talent, but then second of all the shenanigans. Yeah, man. Just just bad. And, just really uh, bad. It was it was only about a year and a half ago that he told uh reporters the NFL's gonna be on watch. They didn't they didn't want me. Because they drafted him at 15, which isn't even that bad, by the way. Oh, <laughs> you're still getting drafted in the first round. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're halfway through the first round. Why are you upset? Yeah, you're um, still getting that bonus. Um, you were also drafted like as the fourth quarterback in a bad quarterback year. So, tough. Yeah, man. And then if we look at the AFC, there's kind of some nonsense happening here as well. Yeah. Mostly because the Colts lost, which put them out of the playoffs so them losing that game to pittsburgh actually proved to be a big deal the browns lost to the jets for absolutely no reason putting their playoff hopes in jeopardy and so really that four through seven seed is just going to be a revolving door this this last week because if the bills the Steelers, and the chiefs are all locked in but baltimore miami tennessee uh indianapolis and the browns are all still in it And pretty much, if all those teams win, which I think is actually possible. I don't think any of them are playing against each other. They're not, which is also kind of exciting. It's all independent Hmm. stuff. None of those teams are playing against each other. So we got six games we got to really. So if Mm. all five of those teams win, it winds up being Tennessee at four, Miami at five, Baltimore at six, and Cleveland at seven. So... Baltimore, or not Baltimore. I keep wanting to say the Baltimore Colts. I don't even know why. The <laughs> that, that Indianapolis boy, Colts. That boy's stuck in 1960. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through it over here. Uh, the Colts are the team outside looking in. They got to win and get a little bit of help. 
Now, they don't need a whole lot of help because they just need any of these teams to lose because they'll wind up with the same record if they win. Mm-hmm. They'll all if everybody wins, they're eleven and five. So they just need one team to lose. Um, the team I'm looking at to lose, there's two. It's going to be the Dolphins because they're playing the Bills, and I, I we just talked about how much I love the Dolphins, but the Bills have had a really really good year. And then the yeah. Browns at the Steelers. Not that I think the Steelers are good, but I don't trust the Browns after losing to the Jets at all. So. Those are the two games you're looking at to be potential upsets. I think Baltimore is going to get in because I think they're going to beat the Bengals. I think Tennessee is going to get in because I think they're going to beat Houston. I don't think there's a whole lot to worry about if you're a fan of either of those teams. Obviously, it's week 17 in the NFL. Stuff happens. But I would feel pretty confident about those two teams. The three that you're kind of worried about are the Colts, the Browns, and the Dolphins. It's a lot. It's It's a lot. lot. It I is hope a you uh, buckled in for that. <laughs> yeah, that that is. It's probably the most. This is probably the most playoff influenced week seventeen we've seen in like a decade. Yeah, this is fun because you yeah, have going to be real three fun. seeding positions and four six teams in the NFC that can still get in, and then you have full seeding besides one through three in the AFC. And five teams that can get in. So that's 11 teams and a whole group of seeding that could just easily flip-flop. Buckle up. Buckle up. It's it's <laughs> it's wet and wild. Buckle it's up. It's wet and wild. And Seattle has a chance to beat a two seed, too. I just want to throw that out there as well. So even that's not settled. <laughs> it's just Madness. And, and that's what you want out of Week 17. Actually, I take that back. Seattle has a chance to beat a one seed. <laughs> I'll throw that out there. If the <laughs> if the Packers and the Saints lose, which they're not going to, <laughs> Seattle could beat a one seed. This is bizarre. I am just I'm having a lot of fun with the playoff machine right now. If you guys can't tell, <laughs> just a, a whole. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah. So and keep an eye I, on next week. Uh, we you might be able to watch the games with us. We're gonna be on IG live if everything goes right. So absolutely, come join us. Watch I, the games. I'm not with sure us. if we put it out yet or not, but we have a content calendar that should be out probably by the time you hear this, and it'll be outlining everything that's gonna be coming out this week, just so you guys have a chance to see what we have in store for you guys. We're gonna be putting that out every week as well, so you can kind of look forward to the things we're bringing you, and. uh Got anything for me, Brooke, before we sign out? I do. Wednesday, oh. two days from now. It's the one-year anniversary of The Spectators. So keep an eye out on YouTube. We're going to have a special one-year episode just wrapping everything together. Hondro's going to be coming on as a guest. Going to have the big three live action. Enjoy that. Get some background from us, from The Spectators, how everything came to be. And, yeah, just quick thank you to everybody. It's been fun. Uh, Merry Christmas from a couple days ago. Happy New Year for a couple days from now. Yeah, let's get into it. Year two on the way. Yeah, guys, have a happy, very happy rest of your holidays. Happy you guys are spending it with us, and we're going to see you a lot later this week. So we'll see you guys next time. And make sure at underscore the spectators on IG and Twitter, spectatorsports.com, YouTube, hit us with that subscribe. And yeah, appreciate everybody. Take it easy. Later, everybody.